CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to CrossPolitik with Gabe Wrench, the water boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. So, guys, what is Benjamin <laughs> Netanyahu? What? Who? Robert Jeffress. Who? Not and me. the end times all have in common. They're on cross politics. <laughs> who is it you talking about? They're that? all wrong. N- n- who? Ooh. Net, not, who? Who are you saying? Not Benjamin not- Netanyahu. I, 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 <laughs> you cannot talk. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you had that right. But I think, I think I think I'm close. Whatever no, it is. No. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad to be here. We're wearing our uniforms. Yes, we are. Look at that. We're all cross politic. Became a prep school. We're, we're Twinkies. Hey. <laughs> we're two hunks and the Negro. <laughs> you have something for him? Are you done? So, guys, <laughs> if you if you remember, there's about um, three weeks ago, I was having teeth problems. Oh. You remember that? You've been having teeth problems since. And then and, <laughs> and our social media manager took out uh, a picture that I sent him in private. Uh-oh. And put it on social media. You guys oh, no that? way. And oh, our man. audience to caption our audience. So I have this. I have. I thought uh, that was intentional. <laughs> when, when I was when I was younger, um, <laughs> both these two front teeth are fake. They're fake. Right. And one I broke. Um, I was riding my sister's bike and I popped a wheelie and the front tire came off and I just went face first into the ground. Mm. Oh. And Ouch. I don't know why I never put my hands out. Yeah. That's but, Gabe for but, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it all, baby. Then, I'm going to eat it. And then my other tooth broke because in, in Garland, Texas, I had this uh, fence that kind of sagged in the back a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to run and jump over that fence. Mm. And yeah. and so I ran and I jumped and I cleared it. it wasn't over. Oh, it, you no, I cleared it. it. But my shoelaces were, uh, one was untied and it caught the fence. And in <sighs> it, the alleys in Texas, you have a little patch of grass and then you have concrete that the, so Ouch. I just went, bam. And so those are my, my, my two fronts either oh. fake. So anyways. Last about three weeks ago, my tw- my twenty year old crown finally gave way, and this is we just started recording NRB. We just started yeah, getting yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> we just started becoming important. We just started, <laughs> it's like I wasn't just had a face for radio no more. I had a no, face you, for you, TV. You still got it. We just deal with okay. it. Okay, yeah. all right. And and then so it was. We were recording the next day, and so I I texted my my dentist Ben Bowen. If anybody knows Moscow Dentistry, yeah. Ben Bowen, he's awesome. And he got me in at nine o'clock on Wednesday night and gave me a fake tooth, like fixed me up a fake tooth and everything. Nine o'clock. You might expect your doctor to maybe meet you at nine o'clock for yeah. a broken leg or something, but you're not your dentist. Right. Let, let me just say, Ben, thank you for caring about cross politics. Yeah. yeah. We, we are so grateful. Yeah. We already have to look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine what we have to look at if it was just. And mm, I already have you, a problem ben. talking. Yeah. I thank still, you. it still hasn't fully healed. Like it, I'm still swollen inside from some of the. We won't worry about you talking because it works anyway with your, yeah. your speech. And yeah. So. Yeah. It's just having to look at the miss. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, Thank you, Ben. So, so if you're local. That's right. And you need a dentist. 
Ben. Check out Dr. Ben Bowen. He was awesome. He's the bomb. Yeah, he was awesome. He loves cross politics, so, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. So we also got to get into thanking our, our club members. Oh, yeah. Every we show. We got to do this. Hey, man, if y'all, if, if you want to know how you can really love us, mm. you need to go to crosspolitics.com and click that button that says join. I'm and, just everything. And I don't need- now, beginning on June 1st, yes. all previous members, all members who have joined and all those who joined thereafter get these two free books. Food for Thought by Francis Fukushan. Pastor, Pastor and Chef. And French Chef. And this uh, Canon Classics Worldview Guide by Toby J. Sumpter. Who is that guy? Uh, is he any good? I don't know. Uh, but you get it for free. It's a study guide on Moby Dick, Herman Melville's. Toby, uh, Toby had a ghostwriter for that. Classic. So, uh, <laughs> an evil white whale. Yeah, serious. Yeah. White whale. <laughs> there's actually I a, recommend that book. There's a, there's a famous chapter in Moby Dick called The Whiteness of the Whale. There's a whole chapter on the color. Right. Evangelicalism is co- picking up on that, ain't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Herman Melville was woke. <laughs> Before his time, before boy. woke was yes, a thing. Yes, um, plus, great. plus you get ten percent off at our merch store. Yep, that's right. Merch. Yeah. Hey, 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 what's up? And guys, this um, is this is such a powerful way to help us out, to help us yeah. grow, to help us do more, yeah. to help us build more content. Yeah, massive thanks to yeah. everybody that's already joined. Some of you guys joined back before it was even like Nothing. barely a thing. I know. Thank you. Uh, I know. Thank you. We know who you are. We really appreciate it. And we've had been have having people jump on board ever since. We're grateful. Yeah. Every bit helps. You are making cross politic great again. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's no again yet. Yeah. So go to crosspolitic.com, yeah. join, share, like. And one more thing. Tag. Go baptize your kids if you have children. Mm. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. A little little sad news today. Um, there's another shooting in Texas. Oh uh, yeah. And our thoughts and prayers go out to my people in Texas. Obviously, one of the reasons, one of the things that is going on in our society is that we are pushing God far away from our schools, our families, and even our even our churches. Like we're pushing God out, mm-hmm. and you see this in our our political landscape. I mean, you guys, you know, uh, just uh, two days ago, three days ago, this week, this past week, uh, Robert Jeffries and Mitt Romney got into a little spat, and not they didn't really go back and forth, but Mitt Romney. Um, was frustrated. No. Okay, I can't do that. No. I, yeah, I need a button that are says frustrated. Done? Are you done? Uh, are, you, are you? Are you done? Are you really? <laughs> yeah. So, so right now, uh, the embassy is moving. Uh, the U.S. embassy is moving into Jerusalem, and Robert Jeffries is going out to, uh, or this past week, went out to pray uh, for the opening ceremony of the U.S. embassy. Mitt Romney got uh, called Jeffries. He said he shouldn't be representing the U.S. in this prayer. He's a bigot. Uh, Mitt Romney said that uh, Jeffries said that Jews can't be saved, that they're going to hell, which is something that Jeffries did say. And Mitt Romney also said <laughs> Mormonism is a heresy from the pit of hell. No, not uh, Jeffries said that. Je- yes, not, Jeffries. Not, not, uh, but Mitt. Mitt Romney tweeted the quote. Oh, of that. I see. That's what I I'm see. saying. Yeah, he's, and he's, so he's saying he shouldn't be representing the United States because right. he thinks that uh, people who don't believe in Jesus are going to hell. That's right. And, and so actually, I want to play the opening prayer. I'm hey, Romney, a, I'm a, who do you think is going to hell? Yeah. yeah. Nobody? Anybody? But let me pray. Play. You let me pray. pray. Jeffrey's pray. prayer. Um, and I'm not going to play the whole thing, but you guys you guys should listen to this whole prayer. It's, it's horrible. Actually, it's horrible. I'll get my vomit bag. Here, here, here we go. Heavenly Father, 
We come before you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thanking you for bringing us to this momentous occasion in the life of your people and in the history of our world. 4,000 years ago, you said to your servant Abraham that you would make him the father of a great nation, a nation through whom the whole world would be blessed. And now as we look back, we see how Israel has been that blessing to the entire world through her innovations in medicine, technology, and energy. And gay pride parades. But most of all, Israel has blessed this world by pointing us to you, the one true God, through the message of her prophets, the scriptures, and the Messiah. Why didn't he just say Jesus? He's, he's walking a line. He's uh-huh. like, they can all kind of agree on that yep. technically yeah yep. right 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 the, the, the yeah the prophets are talking about <laughs> he, he didn't yep. say whether the messiah had come yet you got yep. any more of that what, what does he say you, you want me to keep going i, I kind of <laughs> want to know i kind of okay. haven't heard it yet okay hold oh, on man. here here we go we come before you today thanking you for your providential and powerful protection of this nation from all who would seek to destroy her this nation the nation of israel you have called the apple of your eye And Father, we are also grateful as we think about what happened 70 years ago today. 70 AD. What? Uh, 70 years ago. Oh, not the destruction of Israel. 1948 was was when the initiation of Israel became a a new country. I I think it was finalized. Something like that? Like I know. I think it's finalized in '49, but anyway, the rapture just, was oh. finalized in 1949. <laughs> 1949. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All done. <laughs> I was in the middle of a sentence and you interrupted. Oh. <laughs> you but, cannot talk. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, there's a number of layers going on here. Oh yes, right? Layers upon. You layers. got American except exceptionalism actually coming out in his prayer, and you'll see actually if you listen to the whole prayer, you see more of that coming out. Is he going to thank God for Trump? Um. Yes, he does. I yep. knew it. Um. Now the only coming. the positive the only positive thing in my mind about his prayer was he ended in Jesus' name. So he actually did do that. And I should say it's fine to thank God for Trump. I'm just saying that you know it's in this. But context the way he of, thanks God for Trump is like you're the most amazing leader. Yeah, that's what that was, America's that, ever had. That's what yeah. I was worried about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Knox. Uh, question. You. you. Oh, yeah. Um. So. Uh, Message. Qu- I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a second to think about it, but I'm gonna jump onto you real quick. Uh oh. If the good president called and said gay branch from cross politic i want you to open up the prayer at the new embassy out there in jerusalem and your answer is um i would have no problem um uh doing that my prayer would just be very to the issue and to the point of that the jews need to repent and believe and we pray that this is part of that process um and i would just i would be dear god convict all these people standing around me Of right. their wickedness wait, wait, wait. Oh, so, for rejecting for rejecting the Messiah, hold on, hold on. right? So okay, all right. So you, he's like, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Listen, <laughs> love you, brother. Uh, we want things to go swell there, and so if you can just pray something happy and go lucky and, and make everybody happy at your prayer, just thank God for this ability to be able to be here and support Israel. That's yeah. what you're. Can I think you, can I think that would like be that? A, a, a compromise that I, in my mind, could not consciously um, hold so, to. So you wouldn't take that option, even though people seeing you up there might say, "Who is that guy?" Like that prayer, want to check him out, see what else he's about. They come here, find across politics, be like, "Man, I really like those guys." Uh, um, I would rather have a different way of them finding out about me. Okay, all right, all right, Pastor. Um, I would do the prayer, but I wouldn't um, make it. I would not be willing to pray um, as though. Uh, the establishment of the Israelite state was the fulfillment of any kind yeah, of prophecy. That's right. Yeah. 
So I think this. I think did uh, Jeffers do that though? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah he goes, goes on the prayer and says that he, he's thanking God for this. You know, the establishment of the state, which is the fulfillment of thousands yeah. of years of mm. prophecy. Yeah. So I think he's wrong. So that was already fulfilled then. Yeah. Yeah. So so what we did in 1948 was one of the stupidest things we've ever done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Are you done? Mm. We put, no, I'm we, not done. We put a Western Jewish nation in right. the middle of Middle East. Mm. Right. Yeah. Now, I think now now that we did our dumb thing, yeah, we're we're stuck with it, and sure. I and I don't think that we should just abandon. Um, I I think we do have uh, allies there, but mm. I don't think it's based on a deep theological connection. So I think people want to make it out to be this deep biblical um thing. So they're, give us your but, prayer. Well, but, but, they're but like, it is and it isn't. They're like France right. and England. Okay, it's just an alliance. There's no, yeah. You would say there's no theological yeah. connection no, there's, in between. No, no. There's, there's the. the are they cho- God's chosen people though? They are not. They have. They were given the old covenant, but okay. they're but they're not. Um, they're they're not. We're God's chosen people. So who's going to be Christian nations? So God's chosen people. Okay, I'm going to start a fight here now. Okay, Do so, it. So, wait, so, wait, 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 Toby, hold on, hold no, on. No, 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 okay. no, no. You had right. your chance to speak to the president. Come All on. Right. He's done with you. All right. <laughs> You didn't want to pray. You didn't want to pray. No, I did. I did. You didn't want to pray. Not under my conditions. Okay, so so <laughs> who's then getting restored in Romans uh, uh, 11 or 12? 11? Romans 11. So well, who's the, getting restored? God's chosen people who are Jews, Jews who believe in Jesus. Right. Yeah. But, but, but so they're getting restored because they're yeah, part the, of the, they're the tree, right? Yeah, but they're cut out. Branches cut out. Still chosen people. Branches cut out. But chosen branches. Branches cut been, out. That been cut out. They were chosen branches that were cut out. The branches that are grafted back in are chosen. Ah, uh, so not all of Israel then. Not all of Israel. So, so then the right. nation, this whole nation thing. What's up with that? No, the the nation, uh, uh the 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 true, um, Israel, is the Church of God. Okay, that's in the Bible, uh, and it's okay. the New Jerusalem. Yeah, we're yeah. um. So all those who believe in Jesus have the faith of Abraham. They're the descendants of Abraham by faith. That's the seed. That's the promise. And I believe that there were many Jews who believed when Jesus came, when Paul preached, there have been many Jews since who mm-hmm. believed in Jesus. And I believe that there will be more Jews. Yeah. But Israel, come. Israel becoming a nation. That's a big thing. Nah. Hmm. Nah. Yeah. Really? Nah. Okay. But, but there All is right. now there right. is a theology driving what we're doing over in Israel. Right. There's this, a messed there's up this theology. dispensationalist, right. uh, pre mill theology that right. really wants to see Jerusalem right. become a nation. So there's an eschatology. And rebuild a temple. Right. There's an eschatology that yeah. it's, it's a it's a false eschatology. It's wrong, right. but it believes that if Jerusalem is reestablished as a nation, and and I believe rebuilds the temple and begins offering sacrifices yes. again, which is blasphemy, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Jesus is the last sacrifice. So any theology or eschatology that thinks it would be a good thing to start offering sacrifices blasphemy. in the temple again yep. is blasphemous. Right. Mm-hmm. Hebrews, read it. It's well, there. And so you remember, I remember uh, Jerry Falwell um, looking at, I was at this church, visiting this church for a wedding, and they had a newspaper. On the back of the newspaper, they had an ad from Jerry Falwell helping Jews into a plane, and the, the ad was raising money to fly Jews back yeah, to yeah, Jerusalem. I remember that. Right. I remember remember that. that? Yeah, it was commercials it, on TBN. It like that too. help fulfill prophecy. Right. Yeah. And and the problem is, you remember um, Gary DeMar brought this up on our show, um, that Zephaniah says that the rebuilding, that when Israel comes under the tribulation, that two-thirds of the Jews are going to die. So when we're <laughs> sending all these Jews back to Jerusalem, we're basically condemning them to two-thirds to death, if we believe in the pre-trib, uh, you know, uh, pre-mill theology. Right. If you actually take that seriously. If you actually take that seriously, you're yeah. actually condemning two-thirds of the Jews in the fulfilling of this prophecy. At this point, I see the nation of Israel as a helpful jumping-off place for preaching the gospel, though. So we need to get the gospel into the Middle East. Yeah. We right. have allies there. Right. They have the Old Testament. 
and we need to go there. We, we need to be evangelizing Israel, and then we need to use it as a way to get into the rest of the Middle East. So I, I think there are actually um, now that we're there. So to, you know, but the um, problem, the, there, I think there's a, I think there are so, so, um, immediate tactical reasons sh- for sure. continuing to have strong ties there. Sure, but, it, but and and for the. For, for the spreading of the gospel. Well, and also yeah. we broke it, and we need to help. But what we broken? But yeah, I mean you that know. we. But we. Yeah, it's a mess. So, so, so let me let me because this is not as clear as I'd like it to be yet. Yeah. So the Israel that is going to repent, they have to be somewhat different than any other pagan who's who comes back to Christ, right? Because yeah. it's, that's di- it's, it's different in the sense that they have the Old Testament, right? They yeah, have, they were given. They, they have, were the, given, old, they have yeah. the old covenant, but they're covenant breakers. Sure. And um and and so. For the for the sake of um, the covenants, um, there's a historic connection right um, there. So this still but, makes them in some way chosen people because of the fact that they were given the Old Testament. So they're they unique. Were the chosen people? But, but I mean, they still have God's still going to fulfill His promise to Israel as a people group to bring them back. Right. So in some sense, they still have. Um, they are haunted by God in one way or another, right? Yeah, they're, they're God hunted, haunted. Yeah, hunted, so, so, so they still haunted. have somewhat Same of a thing. promise, right? They still have a promise to them because they're going to be restored at some point. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, there's, there's different takes on Romans 11. And, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I have actually honestly not studied it out in such a way that I feel like I, I would, you know, die on a hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so some people believe that it all happened um, in the first century. So the, 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 the branches that were going to be grafted in were grafted, we're grafted in, and that's in. what Paul was talking about. There was a bunch of people that believed, and that's what he was talking mm. about. Some people believe that it's happening over the course of history, that all through history there are Jews coming back in. So it's not like one big massive thing, but that's the branches kind of slowly coming back in from yep. big, from Jesus to the end of the time, uh, end of history. And then some people believe that there will be a kind of a, a mass conversion um, towards the end of human history in which Romans 11 will be finally fulfilled. Right. And I'm I'm I probably, if I had to get, you know, put a gun to my head, I probably would lean to the one that said that it's being fulfilled throughout history mm. rather than there being one yeah. big massive thing. Yeah. Um, that's where I'd lean at the moment. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, but I, so in that sense though, I, I'm, I think we need to be really careful though about having this sort of other chosen people that's, outside of the, that, that's not regenerated. That's not in Christ. That's right. I think that's, yeah. there's something really problematic about Absolutely. that. We're, we're creating yep. this, this, this category that I don't see in the Bible. There, there's, there's the right. chosen people leading all the way up to Jesus God sent the Messiah to those chosen people. He was right. preached to those chosen people. Yep. They rejected him. Many of them yep. believed. Many of them yep. rejected him. Yep. And but but Paul and the Gospels are really really clear that the promises to Israel now come to all those in Christ. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Those in Christ are the chosen people. Those mm-hmm. who turn to Jesus are the chosen people. Um, that's the message of the New Testament. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is we're spending all this time and energy, money, building the embassy over in Jerusalem, and thinking that we're helping a nation. When we should be spending all this time and energy praying for them that they come and repent and believe, yeah. bringing the gospel to the Jews. I think that's I think that's both of the the, the narrative that that most dispensationalists want to push is that doing this will hopefully cause them to repent. Yeah, and, that's that's what I think. and I think and I think there's a way that we can we can actually I mean I hope that we get a better biblical worldview over time. Yeah, and we can hijack this in, yeah, in, of course in, in, yeah. in a, in a right. godly way and right. say, yeah. look, we got into this mess for really messed up reasons yeah um but you know what here we are god allowed this to happen and um let's use it for good because this yeah. is what god does Amen. so we need to preach the gospel to them we need to use it as a jumping off point preach the gospel to all the muslim nations around yeah Amen. um because yeah. every knee's got a bow yeah <sighs> all right more across politics when we come back we have a candidate running for governor of indiana uh no michigan michigan yeah yeah like he said michigan patrick Colbeck. Come More on. across politics yeah. when we come back. Yeah.
So do we baptize? Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Good behavior. I'll punch myself. I want you on good behavior, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Welcome back to Cross Politic. You're waiting for me to come in. I saw you watching that. Hey, uh, if you haven't yet liked or shared this show, please. What's wrong with you people? Please do it. Invite, too. Yes, invite your friends. And with us today, we are really grateful uh, to have on the phone, on the line with us, Patrick Kolbeck. He is a Republican candidate for governor of the state of Michigan. Do we have any any peeps from Michigan watching? Go Wolverines. he has over two <laughs> decades of private sector experience, two terms in the Michigan Senate. Wow. Patrick Kolbeck distinguishes himself from career politicians. He's not one of those. I was just going to say, he sounds like a career politician. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, it says it right here. And, and he, he's, he's yet to navigate the troubled waters of Lansing. He, he is, he's begun to do this. He has a track record of taking on big challenges and succeeding. He applied his Degrees in aerospace engineering from the University of Michigan to design systems as an engineer with Boeing. Wow. That enabled human beings to live in space. If you don't want that guy as your governor, I mean. If you can get people to live in space right, together surely and he, not fight. Surely he can get people to live in Detroit. <laughs> Absolutely. And not Ooh, fight. Oh, that's tough. Uh-oh. Hey, uh, welcome tough. welcome to the show, Patrick. Great to have you on Cross Politic. Great to be with you. Yeah, there's a lot more room in space. We don't elbow each other as much as we do out here on the ground. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you know, one of our listeners uh, reached out to us from Michigan and said, hey, you guys got to get Patrick on. Yeah. And so that's how we found out about you, and that's why uh, – so if this doesn't go well, we'll give you the listener's name. And, um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was probably somebody from his party. Like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Tell, the truth, tell the truth, Senator. You listen to Cross Politic all the time. You're like, I need to get on there. Yeah. <laughs> it was him. It was Patrick. Yeah, my wife right now is happy if I listen to her. So, Patrick, um, obviously, there, a lot of us are aware of kind of big national um, issues. Issues. Done. What's going on, though, in Michigan that's sort of at the top of your list um, of things that you're concerned about and what you're going to try to go after? Oh, it's a pretty long list. So saying it's at the top of the list is probably <laughs> a big uh, big task to go off and try to highlight. But I, I'm all about returning personal freedom and restoring respect back for our system of government and making sure that the people that we elect to office are actually – paying more attention to the people that put them into office rather than the uh, special interests who are contributing to their campaigns. And yeah. for me, it's, I, I've seen people tune out of politics. My, myself, I was completely out of politics for the first uh, 43 years of my life. I, I was never interested in politics until I found out that politics was interested in me, whether or not I was interested in it or not. It was coming and, for you. Uh, back Back in the 2010 time frame, I got involved via Tea Party, and that was my first political event I ever attended. 
unless you include church council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Unless you could include prayer. Now, what um, is going? Why are you running for governor? What has gone on? I mean, obviously, you you run for a reason. You run because you're most likely responding to problems in the past. Um, what has gone on yeah. recently that has like you well, know shot you off into run for governor? Yeah, at the time that I was running for senate. Uh, Michigan was like the only state in the whole country that lost population, and we were in pretty dire straits. And I went into the Senate. I led one of the initiatives that helped turn us around. I, I helped make Michigan the 24th right-to-work state. And uh, But there's still a lot of unfinished business, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And a lot of the things uh, that would return freedom back to people, defend existing freedoms like freedom of religion, freedom of speech, uh you know, our other things that I want to blah, make sure blah, protect, blah. but, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, so, uh, so my speech is a big one. I'm under attack right now for uh, having some discussions around uh, a concern that a lot of citizens in Michigan have, and that is dealing with the creeping impact of influence operations around the Muslim Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And so we got involved in a nice little discussion with one of the Democratic gubernatorial candidates who's actually, um, you know, uh, a former member, or, or actually, I don't know if he's still if he's former, but he uh, was a vice president of the Muslim Students Association. His father-in-law was a uh, president of CARE, which is the Council on American-Islamic Relations, yep. which is an unindicted co-conspirator with the Muslim Brotherhood. Yep. All these organizations have ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a terrorist organization, and yet we just accept them like they're uh, part right. of the family here well, in Michigan. Nobody right. wants to talk about the fact that their aims are not consistent with the aims upon which our country was founded. Matter of fact, they deliberately want to undermine our system of government. Yeah. And for some reason, that's a taboo subject with folks. And when they're called out on it, you uh, can imagine the name calling that happens on it. And uh, right. but I'm not I'm not backing down. We're making sure people are aware that this is a very serious threat. Not because of my words, but because of their own words. Yeah. You said earlier that you've served on a church council. How does how yeah. does your Christian faith. I'm assuming, assuming it's a Christian church. How does your Christian uh, faith um, Im- impact your service as a senator, and how would it impact your service as a governor? Well, first and foremost, it makes sure that I uh, make sure I serve in a way that honors God. So there's times when I think maybe the best way of looking at this is I think John Adams once had a quote. He differentiated between politicians and statesmen. And said that a, a politician is someone who fears man, a statesman is someone who fears God. Hmm. And I've always thought to be the latter, the one who fears God. And you mm-hmm. can see it Amen. in the fact that I'm not afraid to take on issues like right to work in mm-hmm. the home of the UAW, which is Michigan. I'm not afraid to take on issues like the Muslim Brotherhood because it is an existential threat to our uh, republic. And uh, I'm not afraid to take on big challenges like running for governor and putting my uh, life on the line, both my wife and I, we've been out there being very bold on topics that we think are going to return appreciation for, uh, you know, uh, godly principles, you know, the, the traditional principles that we've had in our nation for a long time. And uh, I think that's the key to restoring our faith in government again. Senator Patrick Colbeck on the phone. So, Senator, I, I want to ask you, what is it, um, when you said return freedom to the people, what would be the yeah. first thing, if you were elected governor tomorrow, yeah. what would be the first thing you would do to return freedom to the people? Hmm. Well, first thing is give them a little bit more in their pocketbooks, which is talking about uh, eliminating the state personal income tax here in Michigan. 
We're currently at four and a quarter percent. I want to make Michigan a zero percent income tax, six percent sales tax state to compete with some of the faster growing states like Florida and Texas, which are wow. zero and seven percent. Sorry to your listeners in Florida and Texas. We want our people back. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now, um, what? Here's here's my problem, Patrick. Yep. I have a problem, Senator. Senator Patrick Colbeck. problems too? Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, I have a real problem trusting any politician. And and, like, I'm just, I I, I don't, I can't get over it. I, we've interviewed um, a governor's here in either candidates running for governor here in the state of Idaho. We've interviewed Ted Cruz, Ben Carson. Uh, We've interviewed a number of politicians and I, every one I sit down with my, I start off with, I just don't trust you. And, and, and so why? Well, I appreciate the healthy cynicism, so don't worry about it. You're not going to offend me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you've used a lot of buzzwords that I connect with, free speech, identify with that. You should have seen them smiling over I here. I know. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're on church council, and you want to, you want to be a statesman and all those, all those things. But why should I? I mean, ultimately, why should I trust you? Well, it's going to be more than the conversation we have here today. I do. Rec- I wrote a book. It's kind of my therapy when I came home from Lansing. It's called <laughs> Wrestling Gators, Outsider's Guide to Drain the Swamp. And huh. the original title was Getting in the Wheelbarrow. And I don't know if you've ever heard that story before, but um, no. it's, talk- it was, it's about my faith journey. But it actually goes into more depth into how government really works behind the scenes. And I try to differentiate between the tactics of a public servant and the tactics of what I call a swamp servant. Uh-huh. And... We, we actually just break it down, and I get a little bit of my engineering geekies in there, if you will. And yeah. if you have process flow diagrams. But it, what it does <laughs> is walk through scenarios where I've been in those scenarios, what my decisions were versus what the decisions were in the background. And, and if you want to you have a healthy uh, support for the fact that I'm not part of the establishment, I have actually, I'm the only returning senator that did not receive any uh, chairmanships coming back. Mm-hmm. And even though the Republicans have a supermajority here, and when I asked the Senate Majority Leader for the reason why, he said, you were too vocal in your opposition to the expansion of Obamacare in Michigan, known as Healthy Michigan. Oh, my goodness. You were too vocal in your opposition to common core standards. You need to talk wow. at an eighth-grader level with your fellow colleagues. Um, oh. So if it helps at all, I'm not part of the system. And most recently, because I attended a right-to-life banquet in my Senate Majority Leader's district without notifying him, I was removed from all my committee assignments. So... That doesn't sound like the type of person that's in the politics as usual crowd. Wow, I, I can. That's uh, great. I'm, I'm actually getting kind of excited about you. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is good. It is not a pleasant environment. It's not, I don't throw bombs at people. I just I hit policies that are bad with both barrels. I, anytime somebody's deviating from the Republican platform, I make sure that uh, we call out alternatives that are uh, to fixing problems that we've identified that are consistent with the Republican platform, but obviously there are some people that uh, don't appreciate that, and there are penalties to be paid for doing that. One of the things that we've talked with, some of the politicians that we've been talking about, um, talking with from time to time on CrossPolitik, is um, the relationship between states and the federal government. And, um, yeah. and it seems to us um, that um, the Tenth Amendment uh, got lost somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, where, yeah. where our constitution says that anything that is not explicitly enumerated in the constitution for the federal government to do those things that are not enumerated are then retained by the states. 
Um, well, coming, with Common Core math, you can't count past five anyway, so that's oh, what you can't oh, 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 oh. So, oh. That was hot. Um, so my question for you is, is assuming that uh, you ha- would have some sympathy with that, um, um, what are some ways where you would like to see Michigan push back against federal encroachment? Well, there's a a few items. You're right. Anything that's not uh, consistent with Article 1, Section 8, federal government shouldn't be coloring inside the lines of. So I I think you can start with first an observation. Uh, Michigan's budget right now has 42% of our funding coming from the federal government. 51% is a controlling share. 42% is at least a very influential share. Right. And so you have to address the funding aspect of it. Now, this is... This is tough. I'm currently serving with a governor that hasn't seen a federal dollar that he that he didn't like, and <laughs> and so it's uh, part of it is kind of like the uh, corner drug thief, you know, first or drug dealer, the first uh, one free kid, but the next one's going to cost you. Right. Yeah. That's what happens. You got to learn to live within your means. That's why I focus in on fiscal policies like um, the uh, income tax as a way of kind of reining in the expense side of the equation. Mm-hmm. Right. But, 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 Senator, but, Senator, I mean, you don't understand. You got what he say. Almost 50% yeah. of your budget is from the federal government. If we elect you, sir, we're going to be, yeah. and, and you start removing that federal money, a lot of stuff is going to change. It's not going to look any better for Detroit because we lose all this money. People are going to lose their jobs. Stuff yeah. won't get worked on. The roads are going to be horrible. <laughs> I'm just saying this might be a problem if we lose that money. How are you going to it's, supplement it's that, that income? It's that well, common core math problem that example. you referred to. Yeah, here's an example. One of the areas where we can kind of rein things in. Uh, you've heard of Medicaid block grants coming from the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've actually wrote an article that they pushed it out on uh, Forbes.com for me called the case for Medicaid block grants. If we just start and just at least cut the strings from the federal government and provide the money, provide ways for the states to go off and um, implement these, quote-unquote, necessary programs for everybody. And I do believe Medicaid is necessary for people that are trying to uh, transition through a low point in their life where they want to get back on their feet. I get it, and I want to help them out. But if you actually return the the power to implement those programs to the states, um, you might find your... Uh, self going off and be able to deliver those services to the people that need it for less money, and that's one way to start addressing um, that without getting into the uh, the sky is falling mindset. You actually focus in on performance of the program, leave it to the states, hold them accountable for the performance, but ultimately uh, give them the latitude to do what's right. For for somebody like me who is very anti-state, <laughs> that still seems like there's way too much power well, to the state, though, again. right? So, you know, Michigan State's not all when. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, I guess that's just a step towards people being more like you say, the power of returning freedom to the people. The way to return freedom to yep. the people is to take it away from the state. Right. Somebody's going to have freedom. Yeah. Either the state's going to control it or people are going to be free themselves to do these kind of things like take care of their poor among them. And if we're broke and we can't take care of our own people, then yep. we, we can doubt the state's going to do a good job of it. Well, the closer you get to the people who are receiving the service, the better that service is going to be delivered. That's an old Milton Friedman analogy that I've, I uh, adhere to, hook, line, and sinker. He actually breaks all economic transactions into first-party, second-party, third-party transactions. 
first-party transaction being uh, I buy something for myself with my own money. I'm concerned about cost and quality. Second-party transaction, I'm uh, buying something for somebody else using my own money. I'm concerned about cost, but quality, well, they have this thing called regifting for a reason. And <laughs> the third party is when I'm using somebody else's money to pay for something for somebody else. You don't care and, about uh, You don't care about cost. You don't care about quality. And yeah. every single government transaction is a third-party transaction. Ooh. And the goal is to get that as close to the people, close to a first-party transaction as possible. And you don't get that from a faraway ivory yeah. tower. Matter of yeah. fact, um, to the point of your program, the only way you actually get to that is if you uh, connect the dots on what some people say are social issues and you actually love your neighbor as yourself. That's the way a third-party transaction becomes a first-party transaction. Whoa, 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 you're bringing this Bible into this this politics, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that's the way I roll. <laughs> so, so, so would, how much are you going to push back against the federal government when it comes to funds if you were elected governor? Uh, it would probably start with flexibility, and then once we demonstrate we can, with our own flexibility, we can meet the same obligations of these programs without the federal government uh, having to chime in as much money, then we can gradually wean it off. It's one of those things that you can't, you either peel the Band-Aid off quickly or peel it off slowly, and at least at the beginning, I think you got to peel them off slowly, demonstrate how it works, and then once you get the confidence that the sky is not falling, then you can build a case where you can start plucking it away and get back into that uh, Tenth Amendment framework that we all cherish. One of the, most one, people cherish. Yeah, one of the most significant issues facing us, it seems like, is the issue of abortion. Gay marriage. Uh, uh, you, yeah. you, uh, you mentioned earlier you went to a, you know, a pro-life uh, banquet and got in trouble with one of your colleagues. But Wait, way to go. Good showing there. Um, what what are you what are your hopes plans as far as um, protecting unborn babies in Michigan? Well, you're talking to the sponsor of the defund Planned Parenthood bill in Michigan, uh, and also a Choose Life license plate bill that got vetoed by our governor, who said it was too divisive. So <laughs> I um, I'm not shy about promoting life. I mean, that's the purpose of government is to. Is to secure the rights of the governed, and that's got to apply to the most defenseless among us, which are the babies in the womb. If you don't do that, I mean, that's, they, they try to dehumanize the life in the womb, and that's exactly what Hitler did when he was trying to dehumanize Jews and all the other folks that he uh, decided to send over to the gas chambers. I'm not going to let that happen here. You know, it seems like um, with President Trump in, um, it, he's allowing a a lot of, I think, states, conservative states, to be able to be bold and do crazy things. Um, you know, Trump's kind of set the tone a little bit to do crazy things, whether good or bad. Yeah. And yeah. and it seems yeah. like there's a yeah. Look at California. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bad. Right. <laughs> and it seems like uh, we're in yeah. this we're in this position. I think they set the tone to do crazy things out in California. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> that's, that's true. Good that's good. Now, and it seems like, you know, if elected governor, you would have an opportunity to do crazy stuff in a, because you also have kind of a conservative federal administration um, here. We've, we've talked yeah. about, we've batted this around on the show before in the past. We have states that have legalized marijuana against federal regulation. Yeah. Um, could, could we at the same time um, make abortion illegal in our state, uh, in, in, um, in, let's say, Michigan, if you, if you run for governor and, and get that opportunity? Well, Michigan already has a law in the book making abortion illegal. So the challenge before us right now is to challenge uh, Roe v. Wade. And if Roe v. Wade is overturned, which, by the way, it never should have happened, and if we would have been vocal, yeah. like to your point around the Tenth Amendment, would have yeah. been vocal 
Right. Uh, then it never would have happened. We should have sat there and said, yeah, talk to the hand that's published an opinion Supreme Court. That's we right. make the laws. That's and right. And that's according to Article 1, Section 1 of the, of the U.S. Constitution. All legislative authority is granted to the Congress. That's right. That doesn't mean the Supreme Court has any of it. And so I get a little frustrated. We, we should have pushed back back then. But uh, yeah. now it seems like it's part of common law as opposed to judicial law. Um, Interesting. But I, we, we can push back here in Michigan. And it, the... Uh, because the whole concept of nullification comes to mind. Right. And it's one of those things that I, I love the idea of nullification, but when you do it, you know, 40 years after the fact, it's uh, it's a little bit more difficult than if you do it immediately after the fact, if you know what I mean. What yeah. if what if you yeah. tried to do that with the Obergefell decision? So the Obergefell decision right. over, yeah. overturned the definition of marriage that it's was closer. established yeah. in, in many, most of the U.S. states. Uh, you know, there's not 40 years... Down, we've only got two or three years down. Um, I, yeah. wa- I wonder if uh, states started pushing nullification on that. If that would be a a, a strategic place to start, hmm. it could be, yeah. Especially because Michigan, in context of the Obergefell decision, they voted they actually have an amendment that's that's right. defining that marriage is between a man and a woman that they attempted to nullify with this. And I was pretty outspoken as one of thirty-eight senators. Our attorney general was silent. I'm actually running against him as governor. Okay. So I was, uh, he said, oh, it's the law of the land. And you can't have somebody in the law enforcement mode to say, no, it's the law of the land. you got to yeah. go off and push back. I, I did, and I pushed back when the Department of Justice, Department of Ed tried to redefine Title IX without passing a bill, too. Mm. Well, I'm telling you, I, right now I can't hold my breath waiting for the Supreme Court to do anything about gay marriage or about abortion. I mean, yeah. Obviously, we got into the situation because of conservatives <laughs> voting yeah. for uh, voting for abortion and and, and for uh, Roe v. Wade. So I, I I don't think that waiting for the Supreme Court is an answer actually for us at all. Nor on the issue of gay marriage, we can see where this is going. I think it's going to take men like you yeah. who who become governor and just say we're yeah. not going to do it here. Yeah, we're going to put the we're pressure gonna... on them and just say no, we're going to follow the Constitution. Yep, absolutely. Hey, uh, yeah. so so yeah. great to have you on Cross Politic. Patrick Colbeck running for governor in the state of Michigan. Uh, go check him out. He's at colbeckforgovernor.com. Um, and if you're in Michigan especially, check him out. Uh, when, when are the uh, primaries? The primaries are August 7th, but people are going to start voting at the end of June with absentee ballots. So, and, and by the way, don't just look at what I'm talking about, doing. Look at my track record. Go to morninginmichigan.com. That's my Senate website. You can check out all my four speeches, editorial, um, solutions, all that good stuff. Wonderful. And, uh, and, but if you want to support good principle government, government, uh, I've had a tendency to create trends across the country. So when we pass right to work, we help pass it in other states. When we pass uh, free market health care reform around drug primary care, we help pass it in other states. So if you want to start the ball rolling, we'd appreciate any support you can provide. Awesome. Thanks Senator so much. Patrick Kobeck, thank you very much for joining us, sir. More cross politic when we come back. We want our kids to have an amazing education, but we are sending our children into this world. And we want our kids to be able to stand toe to toe with this world and be able to defend their faith. CC really, really, really helps you to get that foundation. I love that they are getting, um, they have a safe place to explore their faith and that that biblical worldview is being reinforced. What we're doing at home is what's happening in the classroom. How important is it to you um, to be involved in your child's education? How important is it to you to um, instill your values 
in your child? How important is it to you to be a part of something that's a little bit bigger than you? How important is it to you to have your child be a part of something that's a, just a little bit bigger than them? Everything that I wanted for my children's education, every question I asked, Classical Conversations was the answer. Well, CrossPolitik has a new sponsor. Who, you might be asking? Decree Design. Decree Design is a graphic design and web development company that serves your business by helping you speak clearly through visual representation. Serving 90 plus businesses in logo design, print design, brand strategy, web development, and more. Decree Design has a skill and personal touch to customize a package specifically catered to your needs of your business, great or small, and provide personal assistance every step of the way. Whether you're a well-established real estate broker or entrepreneur getting your business off the ground, Decree Design will help your company's visual presence speak clarity and truth. For more information, please visit DecreeDesign.co or schedule a consultation with Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Yeah, Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Hey, and tell them CrossPolitics sent you. Feels good. What's that? That song. Oh, you like that? Oh you? man. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's got okay. a good beat. Welcome yeah. back to Cross Politic. I hey, like, I like this. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Chill like a villain type of villain, making a killer with a thrill of messy and chills and taking my pen to sell. Oh man, I love that. I love that. Hey, don't we got a club membership? We need to. Hey, if first of all, Patrick Colbeck, yeah, running for governor in the state of Michigan. If you're from Michigan. Uh, check him out. Check him out. Yeah. Colbeckforgovernor.com. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking, for, I mean, there's primaries running right now. Um, state politics is important. You need to be yes, involved. Is, yeah. You need to know what's going on in your state. Uh, we got, we got a massive, you know, federal encroachment <sighs> problem. Yeah. Uh, 10th amendment problem. Yeah. And, uh, the more Christians we have involved in recognizing that what's happening at the state level yeah. affects their neighbors. That's right. right. Um, yeah. the, the better. So, um, check out. Colbeckforgovernor.com. You can't complain um, if you don't vote. I mean, <laughs> right. uh, and if you don't find a good godly politician, yeah, if you support. find somebody who's yeah. a godly guy, yeah. go, go support, support him. him. Yeah, yeah, if you like him, uh, please uh, consider giving him something. Yeah, uh, support his campaign. Um, and uh, you know, he's mm -hmm. uh, he was telling us offline that he's uh, you know, he's trying to fund this all himself. Yep. Yeah. So um, if uh, so, check him out. Um, are you all members? We got. Are you members of CrossPolitik? Hey, member? We get a couple thousand members. Hey, if you if you come join, on. come on now. You get a worldview guide by yours truly. It's the best worldview guide I've ever written. Today. <laughs> and the only one. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. So far. Yeah. Um and food for thought. That, I mean, not, not like your book isn't good. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, did you see Knox? Did you see Knox? He's like, oh, we're kind of excited about this. Bravo. Let me tell Food you Food for uh, Thought, Reflections and Recipes by Francis Fukushan, and 10% off in our merch store. And there's more coming. Plus, you get first access to our Shotgun Worldview series. Yep. Yep. Timing. Hey. And, oh, look, uh, and all in our BTV for um, episodes. Yeah. We're, this is so uh -huh. good. We are... Uh, we are recording. You may know this, but we are on NRB TV on Friday nights. Yes. And um, Brio TV. And Brio TV. Yeah. And, this is uh, a staple book for cross -politics. And for those of you. Not who, like yours isn't. I'm just saying. 
Fight, this. laugh, and feast. It's the feasting part of cross. This is the... What is that? Um, you don't even know what you wrote in the book. This is the, it says... <laughs> you wrote it and forgot Tom, about it. Toby uh, has to pick it up every time, and he's like, oh... He's like, the table, no. Look, while you're going through, I'm yeah. going through this right here. Table uh, of contents and this. Look at this. This is says, great. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Hold on. Here yeah, it goes. This is really great. What is food for? <laughs> God's thought about food. Food and creation. Yeah. What? Mm. Food in the fall. Oh. Food and redemption, oh. yay. yay! The quest for quality. Oh, come on, man! This is great. All right, all right. Making the Lord's day a delight. Uh, uh, come uh, on, uh, man! Uh, who uh, doesn't uh, want this? Uh, I mean, who doesn't want that too? I'm just saying. But who yeah. doesn't want this with that? Yeah. If you're a club member, Dang. get it. Are you done? I am. Uh, are you? Are you? Are I, you done? Yeah, I, I, I'm done. <laughs> all right, all right. Join at crosspolitics.com today. Yes. All right. There you go. And share. Share this episode. If yep. you haven't, like, share, share all that invite stuff. people to the show. Just keep That's tagging right. them. Tag, tag, tag. All right, guys. We, we talked. Both of you have your Bibles open. What's about to happen? Oh, yeah. We're, We're going to hit you. Yeah, you're about to get hit oh. with the word. Ready? Yep. Hit me. You ready? Come on, Jesus. Shh. Come on. Give it to me, Lord. What Lord. happened? What hey, happened? So when we interviewed uh, Senator Colbeck, you know, he talked about states' rights, and, you know, he gave us all the buzzwords that we like to hear. Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment. And and it, uh, recently, um, Seattle. This uh, Seattle. Your cross politics shirt looks oh, amazing. You like by that? The way. You like is that, that? at crosspolitics.com? dot uh, com? It is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and look. this is stitched. Uh, is nice. This is stitched. I like oh, this. I like so Seattle's doing something right, else so crazy. Seattle is doing something crazy. You remember about two years ago, the Seattle Council, City Council, voted to increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. How's that oh. working out for you? Right. So how's it going? And and so uh, since then, horrible. a number of restaurants. It's always going to affect the, the poor. The poor. Yes. And it's always going to affect tax on the poor, and it's always going to affect the industries that usually have to do with some sort of um, service industry, yeah. right? Service industries, yeah. Um, because they're charging ten bucks for their product, fifteen bucks for their product, yeah. as opposed to Boeing. If which you're is a charging, young person you know, trying to get a job, good luck, yep. you're done. Right. You have right. no experience, you're not right. going to get a job. Yeah. And, and so now the city council, the city council literally has a woman who identifies herself with the socialist party. It's a particular socialist. She got elected. Party. She got again. elected on that platform. And so, what's wrong with you people? Recently, the city council, and I think it was led by this gal, pushed because there's, there's, um, I think four to eight, there's been a significant increase in homeless population in Seattle. Well, yeah, of course. Right? Everybody's see. broke. Crush the poor with yeah. taxes, and we can't figure out why they can't have housing. Yeah, that's oh. right. Oh, yeah. So, so there's this huge increase in homeless population, and so now they want the big companies to pay for it. Remember, big companies are the evil ones, not big government. How do they, how do they define big companies? Like, like Amazon? Like Amazon, Facebook, oh, no. um, uh, I think Boeing's included uh, in Starbucks? that. Starbucks? I don't know. They're already hit with the minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they want to charge, um, it was originally $500 per head. It was kind of a $500 tax per employee, full-time employee, to be able to raise money to cover for their homeless population. Okay. Listen to this. A controversial tax on businesses in Seattle. $500 per employee Per year, Seattle Silly City Council just passed a new head tax on its 600 biggest companies. We need the money, say the politicians, to provide apartments for homeless people. We are ready to fight. Housing is a human right. Are you with us? Yeah! Let's keep fighting. This councilwoman, a member of the Socialist Alternative Party, led this protest. Housing is a human right. <laughs> You cannot talk. That's how I feel about that right now. <laughs> no. Socialist Alternative Party. All right. So this is a great way to destroy your city. Yeah. Right? So, like, 
Oh man, I have so many thoughts. Well, to start, but there, I mean, this is a great way to drive business out of your city. Aspirin. Yeah, do we have any? Just, just, just let's just drive them out. Yeah, you're doing. I mean, Amazon is like the best thing going for Seattle. Can I? So we went down. A business friend of mine. We went down. We had a ch- chance to go to Amazon. Yeah, take the tour. Yeah, and one of the first things that I noticed that Amazon is the staple business in downtown Seattle. They yep. have like eleven buildings that they know that yep. they wow. own. Right. I mean, eleven buildings, and everybody wow. that works. You would never. This is the thing that I noticed. You would never know that Amazon was downtown. You know, Starbucks was there. You would know other coffee shops were there. You would know all the small little right. businesses. You could see that they had names on marquees yeah. on the wall. But Amazon has purposely not put a marquee up because they don't want to feel, make the people of the city feel threatened that Amazon is a big, bad, bully business company. Wow. There. Oh, man. And they are supplying. Now, listen. They the are small, funding, they are how, they're funding, funding jobs, the city. You know? They're funding the city. Small businesses, little mom and pop shops are right. always yelling from what I hear being there. Right are yelling at Amazon, and yet they're right. servicing their employees every day with food. Right. So here's wow. the thing. So fundamentally, and this, this really is a, a, a socialist capitalist thing. Um, uh, I know capitalism is a bad word, but um, uh, Colbeck was referencing uh, Milton Friedman earlier, yeah, principles yeah, of yeah. Uh, you know, just financial um, stewardship. Right. Um, what did he call it? Um, it was the first um, hand, the, second hand, third hand. Third hand, yeah. Um, uh, purchasing and so on getting but, closest to the the, the person who, yeah but, but the deal the difference is is that in a christian worldview um we believe that god creates um god creates from nothing that's right and then we imitate god by working hard and we're able to work we're able to provide and create more than we need amen surplus yeah and with that surplus mm-hmm. we're yeah. able to serve other people right and and we're able to help them and, and bless them yeah. and serve them okay yeah. Um, but socialism actually gets this flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. Socialism doesn't believe in God, and and yet at the same time believes that somehow goodness came here out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so um, fundamentally, they believe that you that we can somehow create profit, create surplus from nothing. Yeah, right. And, no and, innovation. And so nope. and so what what they're doing though is and so they 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 think you what you do is you you push people. You just have to give. You have to give, and so it's taxation based, and and they believe that what's happening that because they don't actually believe that the surplus comes out of hard work being blessed by God. Right, right. They, they believe that it's it it's just it's random, it's chaotic, um, and so you tax, you give people stuff, and then m- randomly things mutate into good things. See, I think you're giving them way more credit than they deserve. Well, yeah. I think I think you're being way more generous to 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 those. I mean, I, I think you're, I'm, I'm trying to give them. I'm trying to give them some kind of philosophical. Yeah, yes, yes, you foundation. are. You're fleshing out their worldview, right? And and here's I, and, here's a way to piece it together. Yeah, and I'm going to make it a little more simpler than this. I was sitting at my dinner my dinner table with my kids and my two year old, uh, Sydney. She's so sweet. Love yeah. that two year old girl. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting right next to Andrew, and yeah. Andrew had rice in his bowl, and Sydney didn't. Yeah. And you know what she did? She reached right in his bowl and grabbed his rice and started eating it and looked at him. It's called stealing. And that's all she did. Right. He had rice. She didn't. Yeah, she wanted And it. I think that they're, I think that's a perfect example of socialism. That's a perfect example of what they're doing. Yep. They just want. I don't even think they have a way to flush out. That's just how, you know, it's kind of worked out, you know, so it worked out their worldview. But I think it's even simpler than that for them. They just want right. what you have. Right. 
And they use that worldview in right. order to say, this is how we can right. help people. Well, this this is how, is how I mean, can... this is Darwinism. Yeah. You know, right, applied right, right. economics. Sure. I mean, so like, yeah. I mean how, yeah. how'd you get here? Yeah. Well, you stole a bunch of stuff yeah. and you won. <laughs> and it, you kill people. Yeah. Right, right. 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 Um, might makes right. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Just that, take just it from a, them. Applied to economics. Yeah. Um, That's and, the 1%. And yet somehow it's sort of going to be, it's going to be helping the poor. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was trying to tell, and I took the time to tell my kids, I said, guys, this right here, what you see, your little sweet two-year-old daughter doing, my two-year-old daughter doing, your two-year-old sister, is she's being like a socialist. Mm -hmm. She's taking what she wants. You did that? I did. Wow. I, I said, and so, Be careful. And, you're at the Shannon house. I'm telling you, it was, it, was, it was teaching time. And I just sat there and watched, and everybody's trying to figure out what to do. Right. And other people are saying, just let her have it. And I'm saying, time out. No. No. We need to train her out of this. Mm. Right. And so all you see when you see a socialist, all you're seeing is a two-year-old. Right. They're not. That's <laughs> yeah. all you're seeing. Right. Well, and you, and you can apply this. I mean, I mean, you know, go to this. I mean, go to these people and say, so you know, are you going to let the two-year-old steal? Yeah, exactly. You're going to let the six-year-old <laughs> steal? They're not. I mean, why can't they cheat on their test? Right. Right. What standard are you going to use? Why, why can't they cheat on their test? I mean, yeah. they're just trying to get a leg up in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, just do what works. Exactly. Right. If it's okay to steal from Amazon, if it's okay to steal from Starbucks, if it's yeah. okay to steal from these big companies just because they got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Then why can't you steal from a smart kid? Yeah. Because he got a lot. Yeah. Let's teach well, her, you know, right. my, let's teach her right. how to get her own food. Right. But what they ought to be doing is recognizing that these businesses are actually creating good things That's right. for the world. They, they, they're they, the answer to your right. problem. And so what you want to do is you want to free them to do what they're doing well. Yeah. Because when they do that, they bless these people. They're actually creating jobs. That's right. right. If you don't, if you don't have these insane minimum wage laws, these people can actually hire more workers, yeah. yep. do more work, and you actually end up with less homelessness that way. You yep. know, one of the Sorry. things that everybody gets mad at me about, and I'm okay with this. I know me Walmart. Included. I'm always getting you, mad at him about, about this. He's always mad at me about, about this. this you know? <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> one of the things is that Walmart. Okay, I know Walmart. I know, guys. Walmart's a big, bad boogeyman. Uh -uh. Okay. Walmart's awesome. Okay, see, I get you. When I walk into Walmart, I love one of the first Walmart. things I notice is that they hire people that no one else is willing to give a job. Yes. There are people there that in any other environment couldn't actually work a job. And Walmart yeah. has said, right. you know what we're going to do? Yeah. We're going to hire. And somebody came back to me and said, yeah, but they don't get uh, benefits. And they don't get, I was like, but they have a job but, to make money yeah. that they wouldn't have anywhere they're else. They're not homeless. They're ex exactly. Right. Exactly. So what we want is we want them to be driven out so that they, they, we want to have standards such that they can't even have a job so yeah. that they're homeless. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> what? So that we can then penalize the companies yeah. and make them work less so that we can give homeless. It's yeah. Well, guys, guys insane. here's the thing why I don't feel that bad for Amazon. If you guys remember. I don't feel that bad for them, but it's just stupid. Well, well, it's not just Amazon that I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried all, about other businesses, all the, too. All the companies. Let me back up what I'm about to say. Oh, all right. Okay. All, right. all right. You guys you guys remember. Are you done? Uh, yeah, I'm done. All right. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, you guys remember a couple years ago, there's this big fight and big push. Uh, online taxing. To get Amazon to do online taxes. Yeah. It's not federally regulated. It's not required by the states. Um, you can't tax online Online companies can't be taxed by the states, especially like Amazon resides in Seattle. So why can Idaho tax Amazon? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so government got to get their cheese. dog. Yep. And so the state <laughs> of Idaho <laughs> was complaining to Amazon. Hey, you got to collect tax money for us. Uh, and, and a bunch of states did this. And so Amazon started collecting tax sales tax. For the state of Idaho. Yeah, but that's not Amazon's fault, though. And so, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. There, there's no law requiring them to. They okay. did not have to. No, okay. no, no. And no, so no. what they did is they became the the uh, club, 
the, the bully tax collector. for the tax collector for the mafia. Are you done? No. Are, are, you, are, you, are you done? That's, no. that's not. No. And, and so you now, now there's no requirement to do it, and yet they're being a, a mafia thug for the government going collecting oh. the taxes for the state of Idaho. Okay. Uh, but- <laughs> e- e- either that or you can think of it as like basically they're paying the poll tax. What you got against Amazon? Why, why are you mad at Amazon? Because, you, because no, they no, no, didn't no. have to do it, and yet to, politically, they did it. You need to go grab a mirror for the people in Idaho and raise it up to them so <laughs> they can see the problem here. Because it ain't Amazon. No. Amazon is running business. It, Why would you elect a government or your, your local government in your yeah. state that would tell a business you need to tax our people? Yeah. That is your fault because they yeah. represent no, you. Totally, totally Who is your head? That. Absolutely. It is your government representatives that yeah. are going to Amazon, a company, and said, yeah. hey, 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 bro, uh, let's work out a deal. Could you tax him a little bit for us? Yeah. Can you get some of that cheddar from him? Could you carry a bat over and, to and, my people? And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Why, <laughs> hey, why don't you rob our folks and then we go in yeah. on the deal? Yeah. That is your fault for electing. You should you should get everybody out of office that yeah. supported that. Yeah. And if you haven't, then that's your fault. That ain't Amazon's fault. Amazon's trying to do business. Again, I agree. It's but they should deal. fight it. They it's, should stay, I, they should I, I say something. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But it's, it's a bad deal. I agree. But it's not their fault. No, and I say it on purpose. Not it, they it fault. It is. They still have some responsibility for it. They still do. And, and they should have been the fighting point, it. They should have been saying no. the government was going to tell them, hey, They yes, should have said, come and get You know me. what was coming next. They said, create a law to tax me. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you know but, what was coming next. They, they were they saying, know. you can't do business here if you that's don't right. do this. That's they can't, right. They, can't they would have bullied How? Amazon. How could yeah. they do that? But they, you, they could, oh, dude. How could they say, Amazon, you can't sell online business here in Idaho? How do they allow abortion and gay marriage to be legal? They figured out a way. Yeah, but they know the politicians are a bunch of spineless cowards. Yeah. Right? Preach, preach. And so they know that they're not, like, they're, they're not going to, they're not functioning by any kind of principles. Which is another and if, reason and why. So, I know, but if you're a businessman, you have to learn, to, you, you work the system. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, if it's your people and you want to tax them and all we're doing is collecting, that's kind of stupid. Right. But right. you were elected yeah. by the people, so I guess yeah. this is what they want. Yeah, here's a, little, here's a little riff on all this, a little rabbit trail. But it, it, it struck me recently that... Um, for all the evils that we talk about in big businesses and so on, yeah, um, I do think, and this is maybe getting your point, Gabe, that if we had some really strategic thinkers, Christian businessmen, thinking about how they could throw their money around oh, in a wise yeah. way, oh, yeah. um, I think we could do some really big damage. I mean, the, the liberals yeah. are doing this in ways yeah. that yeah. Christians are just slow on the uptake, I think. Right. But I, I'm I'm talking including, like, insane sounding things i was reading about reading a book that t- that talked about how geneva um, yeah, was yeah, born yeah so geneva was formed because a bishop bought it <laughs> so the richest the richest people in the world at the time were bishops wow right and a bishop bought the city of geneva wow and that's why it was a free city and that's why they had a lot of run-ins with the roman catholics because the roman catholic bishop had bought it but using then, his tithe money but then when something <laughs> something but but here's the thing i think we could take a a note out of that playbook absolutely and 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 you know why don't amazon just buy seattle <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that but i mean yeah no I mean, but but we yeah. bought louisiana well because uh, here, here's and one we thing. bought alaska yeah well you yeah. Bought, which buy means, seattle which, by hiring people which means it can be sold houses no yeah. which means it can be sold but i'm dead serious yeah. i i don't think that it's 
that far fetched to actually think that like what about a city like Detroit that's completely well Christians are doing that that's a poor. great play right now but but I mean buy it not like just buy a townhouse yeah but I don't think we can do that we have I, to first I mean, buy a block I mean but buy it we gotta buy a block yeah, this but, is why I love Moscow but if you're Bezos is yeah. that how you say his name Bezos Bezos don't yeah, listen to Gates I don't trust you yeah. if 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 you're you know if you're Bill Gates <laughs> yeah if you're Bill Gates <laughs> yeah if you're right. he bought an island right that's what I'm saying <laughs> Michael Jackson got an island I'm saying. Not anymore. But, but I, think, I think, you know, we are headed for a certain kind of financial crisis yeah. such that at some point there may be places that are desperate enough that are willing to sell. That's and I mean, yeah. like, yeah. sell. Well, yeah, you know, and here's, here's the thing. I, I'm actually agreeing with you. I just don't think we have to learn, in, in one sense, first, to be a steward over small things. We need, to get, we need to get 12 houses on a block. We need Christians to be Christian able, com- just yeah. able to own, own, a, own one acre. That's right. And, and, and steward it well. Yeah. Pay, right? off, pay off your mortgage. And so when you have 100, you know, 100 people working under you, 300 people working on you, you can make some moves in your city, in your state, that right. other people can't make as yeah. a businessman. Right. Right? Right. right. You know what I mean? And right. you can say, you know what, guys? We only do. I'm going to buy houses in this neighborhood. Right. I'm going to move the factory over here. We're going to build out this community and to the point where the state's looking like, hey, how do we? And you're like, lower your taxes. Yeah. Lower your taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, you don't tax this neighbor. You ta- tax this neighborhood differently. But, but we have to. You're absolutely right. It yeah. starts by being faithful with the little things. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't govern your own self, how are you going to govern your family? If you can't govern your family, how are you going to govern the church? Amen. If you don't govern the church well, how are we going to govern our land well? That's right. And so, yeah, I mean, lots of big issues here, but we can't fight dragons if we don't take out the garbage. Mm. (laughs) Amen. On that note, until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You didn't say strength. You didn't say strength. again. Strength. Go fight, laugh, and feast. (laughs) This is cross-politics. Strength. Strength. (laughs) Got to have some strength in there.